my my hope for school would have been that we you know we meet brick and mortar we socialize we learn together we got skin all this you know that learning is learning together but then at the same time if we if you need to take your learning home and sit a couple of days and work on your own and sure. then come back that's because that's what teachers do if they say oh i have to go home and, and do this work because i can't concentrate i'm sharing rooms with three or so Anne Mickelson is a school leader in Norway, and I've known Anne for a number of years and uh, have been able to connect with her just about on an annual basis. She usually attends the uh, ISTE conference. Uh, of course, this year that's not happening, but uh, I wanted to catch up with Anne and learn a little bit more about what's happening in, in Norway, which, uh, again, the Scandinavian countries get a lot of uh, attention, both from their education system, particularly Finland, and also now the way that uh, Sweden is handling the COVID crisis perhaps differently than others. So we touched on those issues as well as just some broad conversations around what her hopes are and, and the way that Norway is dealing with this uh, situation from an education perspective. So enjoy my conversation with Anne. Uh, we, we immediately kind of made a little cohort with my son and my daughter and their families and my mother was living in the next door house. She's 84. So we've been seeing all the grand, both grandkids and my, my you know, very cautious, not going to the stores and, you know, just ordering stuff in, but opening up now. So yeah, grades one to four started a, a week ago, second week now. And then we are anticipating that high school will be starting next week, which is where I am. So we're kind of uh, trying to see how that goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, let's, let's dive in and I'll, I've already pressed record, so I'll we'll edit okay. it, but uh, yeah, I'll just kind of walk through a few of those things and we can, I'd just love to hear your perspective and, and uh, kind of you're definitely farther ahead of the game than most. So that's great. And so you're, you are just, you're, I know you're at a high school, but what's your specific role there? Well, I, I, I used to be part, I used to be teacher and school leader, both, uh, but, but um, last year, uh, I got a 20% position at the University of Oslo. Uh, so now I'm, I'm out of teaching. So I'm, I'm a school leader and then I work 20% for the university, which is a very cool thing because I, they tie together research and practitioners and, and make kind of um, webinars and workshops for teachers and school leaders where they have both the research behind it but also what we know works and doesn't work in school so that's interesting and yeah so my and then I also have uh, I'm also leading the what we Norway kind of call a, a school counseling department that takes care of all the kids who have needs for special you know education not special education but you know kind of helping them if they have something at home or they're sick or stuff like that so and then the 12th of march at school we gathered around and looked at the at tv and the prime minister shut down everything from the 13th of march so we haven't been we haven't had our, our students in high school since then so let's just uh maybe back up a little bit and talk uh a little bit more specifically about the norway experience in terms of you know like you said when things sort of shut down what happened to the schools and sort of what's happened between 
I know you're you're in the process of of getting and have already have kids back at school at the elementary level. But what's that look like? Just give me a sort of a timeline of how things have gone over the last uh, six or eight weeks. Yeah, eight weeks. Um, well, um, I. Uh... I, I, I wrote this, I'm, I'm working on this now, I wrote this book, The Digital Classroom, in 2015, and then the second edition came last summer. And uh, I've been kind of struggling to get teachers to look into this and start working like this. So when everything shut down, some were, but some were not. And they were this like this whole um, community of teachers helping each other, giving them ideas of how to work online. But of course, you know that it's not something that you just snap and then you have the perfect teaching and learning environment when the students are at home. So there, uh, I'm actually going to talk on, on national television tomorrow morning about some um, surveys they've had about kids who have fallen way, way behind uh, because they just kind of logged out of this. And um, especially the young kids because uh you know, i mean seven eight nine year olds can't do this on their own own so it's very dependent on the on the parents if they were able to help them or not so uh we're going to see a lot of uh, <laughs> things in the aftermath of this and we still of course don't know um when we start up again with high school I'm, I'm certainly i'm sure that we're only going to start with um, one of the levels we have three years in high school in norway and I predict that we're going to start with the seniors so that they get to go to school before they graduate. Uh, all the exams have been uh, canceled in Norwich, a big deal because we all rely a lot on exams. And um, we are now, you know, trying to organize, okay, these kids come in this entrance, they come in here, we don't want too many at the same time. What kind of teaching? Is it just for testing that we're opening up the school now? Or is it for them to socialize and meet each other before they say goodbye? Or is it for learning things they have? So it's, I don't know, it's learning by every day, I think. It's, uh, and it's and your school year would end it's somewhere at the, around the end of June, is that? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the 19th of June or something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay, so, so when this all went down, um, and uh, what what was sort of the date that everybody went into lockdown and, and school was was done face to face? Friday thirteenth. Okay, so that was pretty well standard. Well, I mean that date is is fairly. Um, it's it's going to be an infinite date. Friday, March, Friday the thirteenth, two thousand twenty. Um, and at that point, um, what what kind of messages did teachers have? And again, not that that you know, that first, uh, but as the sort of the next week or two unfolded, what were teachers being told their priorities were and what the expectations would be? Uh, and maybe, you know, you can maybe speak from high school or, or more broadly, if, if possible, too. Like, what, what were they being told their job was? Well, I think it was up to the schools, uh, because um, the far farther away you are from from the classroom now, it's like the teachers are there and then you have the school leaders, but then you have the administrators sitting and governing all the schools, but they were kind of just locked out of it all. So we had a much better feel of what was going on. So, and I had been, I have my blog, I write, I write there and I've been predicting this before it happened. And, and I was um, recommending that we follow our, our timetable, usual timetable at school. 
And uh, we have a great advantage at my school because we have block scheduling. Uh, we've been doing that for since 2008. And it's, it's basically that we have almost only one subject each day. So we have like English class would be from 8.30 till one, and then perhaps physical education or history after that. But basically, and, and no more than two subjects for a day. So the kids have ample time to dig into the material with their teacher and then work with it and then, you know, hand in assignments in a week perspective, perhaps. So what worked well at our school was that I immediately started. Um, we went into teams, of course, everyone did. And, uh, and then also Zoom. But I made Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I had scheduled meetings at three o'clock in the afternoon for teachers calling it teachers who want to figure out more about how to teach this way and teachers who know how to do it and would like to help those other teachers and that was that was really smart because we had we immediately got some math teachers who were very good at this and they met up every time and helped other teachers i had teachers cry at that meeting because they were overwhelmed um, and they said, I'm, not, I'm never ever going to be able to do this. And, and our school is very advanced in, in technology, so I can imagine how it would be for other schools. I, I can't imagine that all other school leaders did that, you know, they had that constant helpline that just come in here, we're going to help you, you know, low threshold. It's just, you know, we're going to figure this out together. And um, so it was, and then it was having to move away from the written assignments because teachers were worried about that, of course, because they could Google things. So it was how to make projects that the kids could kind of ask the questions and then they would have to have like, uh, if, if I was your teacher, I would have to ask you now what you knew and, and have it online like this instead of the written. So it was a big change for the teachers, right? So do, just from a student perspective then, um, you know, one of the issues that, that is, that I hear, uh, and it, you know, it varies, is the amount of access that, uh, that students and families have. There are certainly situations where, you know, I've heard up to like 30 to 40% of students don't even have internet access or devices. And so, you know, it's everything from, you know, trying to get them devices to, uh, creating packets of, of, of written material that gets shipped out. What, what would, how do you sort of uh, um, classify the demographics in, in for where you teach in terms of how many students actually can transition easily enough because they have access and, and uh, support and so forth? So Norway in a whole is a very kind of rich country. I'm not saying that there aren't poor people here, but sure. most very, so, and, and, Already in, I don't know, 2010 or something, every high school student got a computer from the school. And then gradually they had to buy them, but they get, got the stipends for that. So, so all our high school teachers have their own, now students have their own computers. And, um, but you know, and, and we're a suburb to Oslo, so it's kind of affluent place where I live. In Oslo, we have a lot of um, people from diff different cultures, and that certainly is a problem there. Uh, hasn't been that much at my school, but we have opened up for like a handful of kids who have that problem at home so that they're allowed to sit at our school and work. Uh, but, you know, gradually opening up for that. But mostly we're okay there. So it's interesting though, and, and again, just 
uh, help me with a little bit more context because I mean, everybody, and I mean, you, you, maybe you're sick of it. I don't know, but like everybody hears about Finland, right? Like how awesome Finland is and how progressive Finland is. Uh, and, and they get a lot of the accolades and Posse Salberg obviously has, has, uh, led that. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always, uh, a little bit, uh, uh, aware of the fact that, you know, uh, sometimes Canada gets accolades and I go, yeah, it's not as great as people think it is. Right. All that being said, how does Norway, um, match up to, to Finland and even Sweden in terms of that education philosophy and the way things are, is it, is it very similar? Is it say, so, yeah, we kind of do this because you mentioned testing and that's something mm -hmm. that I don't know that Finland from the things I've read have embraced to, to the same degree. So can you just maybe give a quick comparison of those two? I think we're, we're moving slowly toward uh, Finland. I think one of the good things Finland did very early on was that every, every teacher had to have a master's degree and then they're highly paid. Uh, so it's a, it's a you know, respected profession. I think that helps. And then they highly rely on the teachers. And they're trying to do the same in Norway. I think they could do more of that. Um, uh, so that you, know, you, you trust that the teachers do the right right job there and then you don't have to have all these exams and I'm trying to advocate for that in Norway now that oh perhaps we should you know do we have to have these exams we didn't do that this year but I'm thinking they might fall back to the same old so yeah I think Finland is doing uh, better than we are uh, we are now in the middle of a new kind of reform which I have good, great hopes for it's starting in the fall uh, so a lot more student voice and choice as i used to call it which i like so i, I think that is good um it, it takes a long time to change the minds of the teachers you know yeah. that they come into the classroom they feel they have to teach and if they do that they're happy and then if the students do all the learning on their own they feel like they should have been doing more things <laughs> so it's uh yeah no finland is um is a good country to look to i think yeah so, so as you, as you've said, your, your elementary students went back uh, this week or the week before? Last week. Last week. Before, and yeah. high school is preparing to go back. I know in that, in this conversation, because right now, uh, I think the only place I know is Quebec. The province of Quebec is looking at uh, sending elementary students back. I don't know if they pushed it back to next week or, but they they want to do it. Whereas um, most places either have not had a date or have basically said it's just not going to happen. Right. And, and with that, people then start thinking about what's next and, and people are very uncertain about the fall even. And mm -hmm. I, in, in that conversation, people begin to talk about uh, how things might change and how, mm -hmm. how we might learn from this experience. What I'm wondering is in the Norway case, because you're, you know, very soon going to be going back. Is this, Six, this eight-week hiatus uh, teaching you things, and do you think there will be an impact of that, or is this just like a crisis that happened, and and once you go back, it'll just go back to the way it was before? Is there have there been lessons that have been really that you that you conversations that are had about where people are saying, you know what, this is what I'm learned from this time, or is it just like this was just a blip in time and just go back to what we always did? <laughs> I wish I knew the answer to that one. I'm, I'm hoping it's the latter, though, that they learn something from it. I, I'm, I'm sure that they will take uh, things from the digital learning that they thought were, was good 
we're not going to take this Zoom way of learning, obviously. It, it's, it's strange because, you know, we, the 13th of um, March, we stayed at home. And then we were kind of working towards uh, Easter. That was kind of the first goal. And then Easter came and we had a holiday. It's very long in Norway. And then we came back and we were like in this limbo land because nobody knew anything. We've been working towards Easter. That was a goal. And then after that, it's like, so people lose their energy or remain, or it's like everyone is different and, and people get Zoom fatigued and uh, students drop out, students don't drop. It's like every aspect of, of this is, it's, it's like no conclusion, but um, very many students really, really miss school. Um, they miss their friends, they get depressed. It's uh, and, and family situations probably aren't that good sometimes. and. Uh, so I, I, I'm hoping pockets of what was successful will be brought further on when things normalize. Uh, I think the leaders in the schools need to kind of follow up on that. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, and that's what I've been doing with my team. We, we still meet and talk about what, what worked well, what we, what we continued working this way or I, I really don't know, Dean, if it's going to be like it lights off and then back to normal. I, I don't think so, but you never know. Depends. Well, I mean, and again, lots of lots of it, it sort of just you see the waves of conversation. And sometimes it, it, it would be an individual teacher who just you like you, you mentioned some of your teachers who are maybe growing through this because of the, the collaboration that you, you put in place. Um, the part I wonder about is like there's 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 the whole conversation about the power of digital and kind of oh it, it enables us to do things and so maybe people are discovering that but to me um the conversation about the socialization and, and the connections and the community that schools offer that mm -hmm. perhaps we've underestimated or underappreciated and it's just the fact that well kids come together and then that socialization just happens and it does at the same time how can we say, but that was really important. And how can we then as schools think about like, how do we make that intentional? How do we take advantage of it? How do we build social learning, not just into what happens in the hallways and in between the learning, but actually as part of the learning that that's a really key thing. And I don't, I'm not convinced that, that we get that part of it. Like that's the part that the conversation that I'm trying to push and trying to think like, it's kind of cool that people come together in a building and spend time together. So like, you know, we, we know how we feel as, as humans when we're away from our friends, right? Like there's a gap, but it feels mm -hmm. odd. I, I, so, you know, that's the part I'm wondering about how do we, and I don't know what the, what the Norwegian uh, school experience is like in terms of the emphasis on that social piece, as opposed to an academic, academically driven system. It's both. I, I, my dream school, I know Will Richardson have, has been uh, tweeting about changing school now and, and a lot of articles talking about that as well. My, my hope for school would have been that we, you know, we meet brick and mortar, we socialize, we learn together, we got skin, all this, you know, that learning is learning together. But then at the same time, if, we, if you need to take your learning home and sit a couple of days and work on your own and sure. then come back, that's because that's what teachers do if they say, oh, I have to go home and, and do this work because I can't concentrate. I'm sharing rooms with three or so. And that's not been easy to do in Norway because we have this new rule that you have to be attendance has to be these many days, hours, 
and they they don't evaluate you if you don't have that even if you're a bright student and i am so upset by that because i think that the motivation in the student is not the punishment or the grades it's hopefully you know i want to learn something i want to go on i want to learn how to learn i want to find good questions i want to find answers to those i want to you know deep learning i want to work globally i want to do something great <laughs> that would be my dream but uh, yeah so hopefully yeah i mean again all of those things are in play and it's just it, it will be interesting to see how this uh, plays out so just for uh I, i'm curious as well if you take off your educator hat for a second um and again sweden's getting a lot of uh talk around the way they've handled the crisis in terms of uh being less restrictive than most countries and you know depending on what you read sometimes that's going really well sometimes that people are saying this is a terrible decision uh can you just sort of give me a sense of how norway uh is handling this versus sweden and kind of uh what the vibe is amongst uh amongst the people in in the beginning i know people in norway were happy that we did it our way and then people in sweden were very happy they did it that their way and they have uh they have a lot of trust in sweden that you know people will behave and everything will work out in every country i think they have made a big mistakes with the senior house homes and with the elderly i mean i, I don't think any country has done well there um not Norway either. So that's kind of where it's gone bad for many countries uh, and, and Sweden, especially. They have like 10 times more deaths than we have and we are half the size. So um, it's not terrible, but it's not, we're certainly better. We are in a position where we have a lot of money in Norway because of the oil funds we had. So we are able to help people a lot. I mean, Sweden also has to do that, of course, but we are, we're always the country that had more money than the Swedes. So I don't know if that factors into it. Uh, what factors into it is like, I think in Canada and Norway, when the government says something to us, then we say, okay, we trust yeah. our governments. In the US, I don't know what the hell is going on there, but they, they don't, and I, I can understand why. And if they if they lose their jobs, they they lose everything, right? Uh, that's yeah. not going to happen for us. So if they say stay home, we stay home. Uh, of course, some don't, but mostly we do. So uh, it's uh, not spreading, and it's kind of manageable. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So so you are uh, along with schools then uh, going back in session. Is there any sort of restrictions then around? Uh, like you said, they haven't identified. You you think that they're going to let seniors back first? Uh, senior students back first uh any like even in the elementary setting now is it like all elementary kids are back in the no. schools any other restrictions they put in place no that's one to four uh okay. started in kindergarten and one to four and they have courts courts of like uh, 15 in the lower grades and then they have 20 in the higher grades so one to four then they're still missing five six seven uh in the you know the primary school and then eight nine ten is the middle school and then three years of high school and probably they would like to be sure that the last year of primary school get back so that they can kind of say goodbye and and then before they go on and the same with middle school that they can come and say goodbye before they go to high school 
And then same with the high school students that they can kind of bond and we send them off to university. Uh, but we don't know. They're going to tell us on Thursday at four o'clock. And, and, and they're, they're enacting uh, physical distancing then in, in yeah. those places as much as possible, which I still, I'm baffled by how that could happen in a kindergarten classroom. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, the they, they yeah, it's, it's working. It's an, uh, it's a, uh, you know, a meter um, yeah. distance. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't have symptoms and you don't cough and you don't, you're not very close, the chances of getting it are very small. Uh, so, uh, but of course you can be contagious at, at 24 hours before you get the symptoms. So you have to have small groups and if something happens and you know this group has to stay home for two weeks and then they can come back. So that's the way it has to be. Well, we're all at the sort of the, everything is sort of a new start. We're now in a new phase of trying to figure out what, what's next and, and, and still all the unknowns and, and so forth. But uh, yeah, interesting conversations with, with education. And, and I'm, I was, I'm grateful to be able to speak with you about understanding uh, your situation. So thanks for taking the time to share a little bit. And uh, I've learned a little bit more and I hope one day soon uh, you can make it over here or maybe I can come over there and we can uh, get together and yeah. learn with from each other one more time. Yeah, I wonder if ISTE and stuff like that, when that will happen again with all those people. I, they, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to know. Well, uh, again, uh, it'd be great to, we'll connect one of these days again. So you thanks, will. Anne, for yeah. your time. Yeah. Have a great, yeah. have a great rest of your day.